Refuges. I put some sheets out on the table in the entrance way for those of you who haven't memorized the three refuges. You can go get yourself a copy. And you can just keep it with you. for just a minute or so to begin, but that would be a nice time just to welcome the new people to the class. How many people are in a Buddhist studies class for the very first time? So about four of you. So Nick, I know. Uh, what's your name? Uh, I know you, Tom. Nice to meet you back. And who else is in here new? What's your name? Chelsea. Chelsea. A number of you have been around the center, but not in the class. Jeannie. Some of you, I know, have been doing the Buddhist studies now for over 10 years. I think this may be our 12th year that we've been doing the Buddhist studies class on Monday nights. So it's nice to have everybody here. And if you're new, uh, you might not know, we usually sing together the three refuges at the beginning of each of the classes. And it's a 
simple but very effective way to switch gears from our busy lives. We can pour ourselves into the chanting or the singing and we do a slow down version of the three refuges. Now of course this you know particular chant or recitation it comes out of the Buddhist tradition. But what makes it relevant besides just giving the mind something to do so it can let go of everything else what makes it really useful is to um, infuse the singing with your respect for the practice for being aware for opening the heart or whatever for you is uh, sort of stands as the, the real gold of the practice thus far for you that way we're making it real. The whole idea of taking refuge, of course, is to take refuge in what's trustworthy. And each of us, you know, whatever it is that we find trustworthy, that's our refuge. And it's not like it's possible not to have a refuge. I mean, for some of us, watching the daily show is a refuge or, you know, covering up under the blankets is a refuge. So the question is, uh, is it of value to recognize, you know, when we come together and in particular when we come together around this practice of mindfulness, of paying attention, opening the heart, is it of value to recognize how trustworthy, how functional, how enlightening it is, this path or this process of waking up to really acknowledge it so that it it becomes more and more obvious so when we're looking for protection for safety we don't run some distraction and you know, I don't go and watch the daily show or not that it's bad <laughs> I like watching the daily show but but not to think that that 20 minutes of distraction is any kind of real protection. And so at least once a week, it's not every day, I like to do it every day, I like to acknowledge what's really trustworthy in my life. And that's what the chant is all about. So most of you know the particular formulation, but when we take refuge in the Buddha, we're taking refuge in, uh, we could say, awakenness. And we'll talk a little bit about it tonight as we look at mindfulness. So Buddha is the awakenedness of the mind. Not something that we're going to get later, but we're looking at some essential aspect of the mind that's here now. And when we're uh, connected or realizing the Buddha, then we're able to be intimate with Dhamma the way it is. Our life the sensations of our body, the quality of our mind, the content of our mind, our life situation. Because by definition in this formulation, it's only Buddha, that awakened heart, that can be close or intimate with things as they are, Dhamma. So we take refuge in the Buddha, the awakenedness, that can be intimate with Dhamma, the way it is. And we're taking refuge in Dhamma, because we know how to be with Dhamma. We know how to be in the world as it actually is. 
we're not dependent on denial or distraction or control. And then we take refuge in Sangha. And Sangha is just the word that stands for the beautiful qualities that arise in human beings when the heart is open and intimate with Dhamma, the way it is. Then we see beautiful things like forgiveness and we see patience and we see clarity and strong, forceful, clear, useful action. We see kindness. All of these enlightened or awakened qualities of mind or qualities of heart arise when the empty, clear heart opens to the way that it is. And then out of that integration of knowing and intimacy with things that they are comes beautiful action or beautiful response to the moment. And we call that Sangha. Sometimes more generally we refer to Sangha as like a wholesome community. But what makes a wholesome community wholesome is when at least to some degree some of the people are coming from that place. Like beautiful qualities are manifesting. Otherwise it's not Sangha. It's, you know, a difficult community to be around or or a difficult person to be around. What makes us a refuge as a person or makes our friends refuges or our community a refuge is when there are those awakened qualities like forgiveness or patience or clarity or kindness. So we take refuge in these three things. And when we sing together, just in any way that feels appropriate, let your reflection and the singing together, let it be the cause for energy to build. That's the whole idea. We're activating confidence or faith or inspiration. And it should brighten the mind. That's how we know it works. But if it's just some empty or uh, old Buddhist ritual that you have to do in order to be in the program, you know, then it's just going to be a chore. So, forget the words, but do the reflection on your refuge. And if chanting the words, if you can connect these old Pali words with your actual refuge, which you find trustworthy in your life, all the better. And then then the words sort of provide a link to that inspiration, to what's actually trustworthy for you. So, let's chant the three refuges. And then I'll do a guided sit along the theme for tonight.
comfortable posture for the meditation. Let's allow ourselves to be beginners and to, in a sense, rediscover the experience of mindfulness. So one way to start over is to reflect on the effort 
a very particular effort of not forgetting the present moment. So either with the eyes slightly closed or you can practice with the eyes open as well. Forgetting all of our other meditation strategies. Let's just practice for a few minutes the beautiful art of not forgetting the present moment and not forgetting this is how it is now. In other words, we're practicing not getting lost into thoughts about the past, not getting lost or absorbed into thoughts about the future. if it's possible to track the present moment, moment by moment, in a relaxed way. We don't need to control how things unfold. All we need to do is not forget the present moment. being forgiving so if you get caught up in thought noticing and then making the resolve again to be tracking present moment awareness tracking the present moment with awareness at this stage we're not so concerned with thoughts coming and going it's just about not being confused by the thoughts or sucked in caught up in the thoughts
You learn a lot about effort if we try too hard. The trying itself is how we disconnect from the present moment. We lose it. And if we don't try, if we don't make any effort to track the present moment, we also lose it. the task is simply the continuity of present moment awareness. No matter how it is, it doesn't matter. It's the continuity of present moment awareness that we're developing here. develop a continuity of present moment awareness, we have to learn to let go of the need to have a stance, because of course the present moment is a quite fluid thing. Noticing this aspect of relaxation that is essential, or the lack of a stance in order to track or develop a continuity of present moment awareness.
you don't need to go on, but if you're feeling like you're getting some good continuity with present moment awareness, then become interested in the periods of silence. So when there's the silent present moment awareness, so thoughts have dropped and silence has some continuity, then explore the lengthening, the extending of that silent present moment awareness. And again, the effort is very subtle here. If you try to extend the silent present moment awareness, that trying will be, will, will involve thinking, of course. And that might be it. developing a taste and appreciation for silence. And of course, when thinking begins again, don't get upset or frustrated. Just wait until the thought ceases. And then once again, there is that silent present moment awareness.
Now the next step, if you're interested in going on, so in the silent present moment awareness, everything's allowed to come and go, to be what it is, but we can add a particular focus now. So we have what's called focused, silent, present moment awareness. And you can choose any particular object. It could be a visual object, like seeing the floor. It could be the sensations of the air touching the nostrils as it goes in and out. It could be other sensations in the body or sound. But taking a particular object and without the need for thought or the need for tension, just allow an interest in that particular object to arise in the mind. And then we're practicing not forgetting this particular object, the continuity of this focused, silent, present moment attention. And just explore that. other objects intrude, just remember to be interested in your chosen object.
I'm taking the last minute or so silent, open, present moment awareness. So letting go of the particular object, mind open, heart open. And noticing the beautiful qualities of mind, calm, brightness, interest, stillness. and appreciating the mind or the heart. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.